This episode of Vix Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4 Greatness Awaits. And support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Scott Jones. Nick, I told you before, I'm not going to talk to you unless you speak in a normal voice. Well, I want to give the impression that the basement is really large and that we are far away from each other. Mostly you're just giving the impression that you're really loud. I'm very loud, yeah. No, I think everybody knows that. What do you like at home around the house? You're like, Ruby! <laughs> you know what? My daughter is quite loud. I wonder is she? if she inherited she that. She inherited uh, your vocal. Yeah. I'm having an orange. Okay, yeah. You're going to eat in front of uh, your microphone? People love that. We got lots of great comments about the last time we did that. You can't hear me. Um, we had a, a crazy week. This was uh, this was a busy, busy week. What week isn't crazy? For I know, us, but right? uh, Super Bowl. Uh, well, the, the Super Bowl had no bearing on our crazy week, well, but it did happen. Yeah, I'm still hungover. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> from the fun? Uh, you know what? what? Did we see Lego? When did we see Lego? That was Saturday morning before the Super Bowl, right? The Lego Movie, just before the Super Bowl. Yeah, the uh, the review airs today. I don't know if people have seen it, but Scott and I both loved it. And uh, it, it was, it's an amazing film, especially to drop at the beginning of the year, because it's been a kind of a, a crap year for stuff, you know? Like, there's just been so little, so far, there's been so little stuff to kind of hang on to, like a life preserver, like great content. I love Tomb Raider, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but... Uh, well, 2013 was a crappy year for movies. All the way through. All the way through. Yeah, but, I mean... This has just been a hard, I, I find, just a hard January to get excited about I think things. we're just, uh, well, it's February now. I know. So you got to change the calendar. Oh, I did do that. Um, but uh, uh, I, I think we're, even though we are overwhelmed with entertainment options, yeah, which is why we do the jobs we do, uh, <clears throat> most of the stuff we've taken in lately hasn't been very good. Yeah. And I think when we find something like the Lego movie, how can you not get excited? It was I wonderful. Mean, how can you not feel like, oh my, you know, this, it was a movie, we didn't say this in the review, so this is a little bonus for people who, you know, may have seen the review already, is it's it's a movie that reminded me of Despicable Me 1 and 2, Yeah. in the sense that, that was one of the distinguishing features between uh, Despicable Me and Monsters University, was you could feel that film hustling, and the Lego movie, you can just feel it hustling right out of the gate, like it is working yeah, and, it is bending over backwards and you to could, entertain and, and delight. Totally, and you look at it and you go, "Okay, well, this is just a calculated thing." And and that's you, the way I look at it. Yeah, like you could just be very cynical about the. Oh, whole. I was. I was trying to be. I, but I, it still wins you over. And same with Despicable Me. You're right to you, to compare the two because we. I we, folded my arms and I had a, my cynic hat. Yeah. Firmly placed on my head, and I was just like, I was determined not to like the Lego movie. Uh, I don't want to spoil stuff, but the ending is... I was telling a story. Okay, go ahead. But then it it got to me. Okay. The end of my story. And it really got to me, too, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I got a little choked up in the movie. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. You're such at a all. big pussy sometimes. Well, come on, it's uh, I'm a parent, man. I, it's hard oh, for me Jesus. not to, to, more with to play you're with a that parent, stuff. So you're more emotionally in, evolved uh, than I the rest of us. I can't not think about kids. You cry when you see that commercial with the baby floating in the tire. What? There's there's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a puppy, you know the Sally. Struthers no, but I, thing, I, I listen. I wasn't in. expecting to have any emotional kind of pull from the Lego Movie. You had some. 
It wasn't just all, you know. That's all I'm ever looking for. Giggles is, out some, of the thing. is some emotional pull. Yeah, and there really is a some heart in this movie, gravity. and it's subversive as well. Like it's poking fun at this whole, uh, you know, sort of corporate world that we live in, and and the this sort yeah. of Will Ferrell plays Lord Business. The, yeah, the crap that's served to us that we just have to grin and eat all day long. I mean, it's making fun of that. It's also making fun of Lego itself. The and, writing is good. Yeah, the animation is amazing. Yeah, the art is. direction is amazing. The the voice acting is amazing. Will Arnett is Batman. Amazing. Yeah, so funny. As it, soon as Batman showed up, I'm like, oh man, there goes Vic over the falls. Well. You know, but it's so easy to play with that character and and uh, you know shoot him full of holes and make him over the top. And and uh, we talked to Michael Uslan about that uh, this week actually with the yeah, old. We're 60s friends Batman. with Michael now. But uh, and I was a little trepidatious. I was a little worried about the. You know, I don't like my my hero being sort of raked over the coals. And they don't really make fun of him. They just sort of they make fun of him a little bit. They well, they exas they exaggerate him. Evan they, asks him. It's it's in the trailer. Yeah. Can you make one of these uh, bat wings in orange? And he's like, No, I only work in black. Yeah. Or very 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 I only dark work gray. In black. Well, yeah. Yeah. Will uh, Arnett is fantastic. His voice is unbelievable. I just kept kind of waiting because Batman is so transcendent in the Lego movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Superman and Wonder Woman never quite have the same moments. Right. That Batman. I mean, Batman's a star. You well, know and I mean? he, he really is. With the, he, he, if he wasn't in the movie, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Will, Will Arnett he, as Batman. He's the star and he's the comic relief in a lot of ways. You yeah. know, because Wild Style, played by Elizabeth Banks, who doesn't get any credit. She's actually really good in this, too. Yeah. Uh, I liked her. We didn't call her out in our review. And yeah, she, she's yeah. really good. Well, she's really the only lady in the whole thing. No, Wonder Woman's in there. Hardly Better, ever. better Wonder Woman. And I think it's Colby Smulders who's playing Wonder Woman. And that's but right, the, yeah. But, the, but I mean, the only female role of any substance is yeah. wild style yes that's it and yeah. so it is a boy's world for sure yeah that's one of the knocks against the movie I mean we're men so what do we care <laughs> we, <didn't laughs> we do care <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have been nicer to see a more balanced a more gender balanced uh, film but still I, I, the, uh, yeah, the movie, I mean that that feels like uh, you know bending over backwards to appease sort of corporate sort of well, monetary standards though if but any one of these movies is a tightrope walk right? yeah for they've sure they've got so many things they're trying to do this is directed by the same people who did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs these guys have taken a, this was a throwaway project and they made something really special well it was a direct to video possibility right and they made it a feature film absolutely get off your ass and go to the theater and support it because it's so you want to see it again thing. i want to see it again i don't want to see it again and i can't wait to own it and i can't wait till ruby gets a little older so we can watch it you together can't wait to own it i do i want to own it because there's so many All details right, in the corners i'm gonna and, hit you with a blow dart no don't hit me with the blow dart yet let me finish this there's so many details in the corners and the animation of the characters isn't what takes your breath away it's the it's the world around you. It's the way the camera pulls back from stuff to reveal a larger scape. You know, whether it's a, a giant city that we're, we're floating through or an old west town or some kind of crazy thing up in the clouds that nobody can explain. No, that's not what takes... so wonderful. That, that's not what takes... That's not what took my breath away. My, what took... What was really surprising and what made me... What really endeared the movie to me was just the sheer playfulness of it all. Mm -hmm. uh, it, just, it just... You know, we talked about this during, during the review... It just feels like the plot of the movie 
is almost made up and cobbled together the same way that when you're playing with Lego, you're making things up and cobbling to get things oh, yeah. together. And it's just it's that playfulness, it's that irreverence yes. that really makes it, it stand out from other animated movies. Because so many animated movies, you got your you know your beginning, your middle, your end. Here comes the climax. This movie goes off in directions you don't you can't even anticipate. Right. It's not part of the trailer, but you'll go to places you you'll be surprised. I was I was surprised over and over again in this movie. I, lo- I loved it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Shrek used to be like that as well, you know? like Shrek, Shrek sucks. Shrek did grow to suck, but the very first Shrek was, you know, a, was, a little counterculture, yeah. a little su- subversive, poking fun of our obsessions with Starbucks and, and perfect hair, and it was it was a great movie, and I think this does similar kinds of things here. It's sort of... Star- obsessed with Starbucks and perfect perfect hair yeah with that the prince like prince <laughs> prince perfect or whatever the guy's name was yeah. and you know he's playing an ogre and he has to disguise himself All and, right, and i don't want to go I, over the shrek plot no but i that think this movie does that too but the obviously the constraints are uh, or the the messaging is love your imperfections and love your creativity more than just following the instructions we, all the time. Can we tell people why we don't have a video podcast this week, why we're not streaming? I don't want to bitch at YouTube, but we we got didn't work, that yeah. YouTube uh, clamp down. They saw something in I'm the algorithm. I'm ready to go on camera. Yeah, I know. We're always ready to go on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass. These are hiccups that we're trying to figure out with video streaming. We're still new to it, so excuse us. We do so want to turn this into a video stream. Once again, Vic's in your left ear and I'm in your right ear. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I, I didn't really want to mess around with trying to figure out a different solution right now that we had to record this. And, cool. and we get well, you have interviews. You're going to be interviewing John Knoll very soon. Who's who, that? He's the visual effects master that it's that uh, I think got his uh, his sort of you know thrust out into the spotlight yeah, working he runs on Star Wars. Yeah, when he That's ran he and he like spearheaded the look and feel of the last three Star Wars movies and tons of other things out after that. But uh, he's working on Episode Seven. Etc. cetera, uh, at I'm, ILM. I'm gonna, do you he, think I can ask him what makes uh, makes for a really good fart effect in a movie? Sure. He does visuals, though. Well, fart can be a visual, as we found <laughs> at out your in, house. Ba- in Bad Grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, listen, can we talk about your personal life for a second? Sure. Uh, you're going to Disneyland. I'm going to. It's my birthday next week, and I'm going you're to taking Disneyland. Taking your daughter and your wife, and you're going. You're going on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. You're driving down, right? No, we're taking. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> you got the family we'll station in, wagon. Back in a month. Yeah. No, we're, uh, we're going we're, to Wally we're, World. We're flying down. We're going to stay at the park, and we're just going to get lost. You're going to uh, take that monorail. Uh, we're going to do every damn thing we can. You know, you're going to have tea with my, the my daughter. Is not even two years old yet, so oh, she's going to shit. She has no idea what what she's in for. I well, I have no idea. I've only ever been to Disneyland once for work for a Disney game reveal of oh, some really? kind. Yeah, I've been a bunch of times. And I, I was went at, on that Space Mountain. I, I was at Disney World with my wife a long time ago, just to, you know when we were, uh, you know, much younger, and it was super fun. But I, I don't really have a, a history with Disney, so this is going to be very new for me. You should it's get one cool. of those uh, tickets where you don't have to wait in line. Uh, we've got a two-year-old that's going to be slow, and we'll just take our time, and I don't care if we have to wait in line. It doesn't matter. You're going to wait in line with well, a two-year-old. Well, you know what's going to happen is that our, people are going to be lining up for rides that our our kid can't get into, so we'll just go to the little kitty things this time. It's okay. The lines will be long there, too. Everything's going to be a, a long line. But get, we're, uh, we're going to be there on the, the weekdays. The lines are so long 
Well, this is also peak season for them, right? You know, this is where everyone goes from the north down to the down to the uh, southern uh, warmer climates. I, I just, I, I'm just excited to get away with my family. It's well, listen, be awesome. you, you know, with the line problem, because it's a problem. Yeah. You might get one, two rides in a day. I don't care. That's it. I don't care. It's more. I want to stand with a two-year-old in the sun, getting one to two rides no, in a day. We'll all have sunscreen on, and she'll have her sun hat on. I, I just want to see her uh, in the arms of Mickey Mouse. You'll be using up all your broadband. Out. Looking at your phone. No, I will not. I'll be taking pictures of my kid and my, my wife. It's Are you going to go fun. on the teacup ride? I'm not going to be on my phone. Are you going to go in the Pirates Absolutely. of the Caribbean? Ruby, uh, Ruby's been talking about the teacup ride like crazy. What That's about one the, thing that she uh, understands. It's a small excited. world. That's broken down, apparently. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for planning my itinerary on the podcast. That's awesome. I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for you. It sounds like it's going to be a fun time. I am so psyched, man. Who's going to do the show this, next this week? This is kind of spur of the moment. We've got uh, Sean and Marissa are going to do uh, the hosting bits from what Toronto. What am I, a garbage boy? You're going to be uh, sitting here writing up and dreaming up all kinds of great ideas. No, I'm going to the continuum set on Tuesday. There you go. I don't know that it's show. Nev- i got to start watching it. Never a dull moment around here. We've been at Spark Effects all this week. Yeah. Back and forth. And we've had guests come in that have been like Chris Van Dyke last week. And I talked to Michael Uslin, who is the uh, producer on the Batman films. He's the guy that wrote the book, The Boy Who Loved Batman. And we've been talking about it on the show and stuff. What an honor to have him back on the show. I've met him before, but it was cool to have a half hour to talk. And, you know, I felt bad because I, I, I spent way longer than... I was yeah, supposed you guys to played a game of mine is bigger than yours. No, we just we love Batman, and we could spend you know countless hours. And I I really hope that we do get another meeting where we can go through the whole damn thing because uh, you know what's happened now is we've posted a couple of video pieces from that interview on the on the web, and uh, it's been in the show, and and people all over the industry are talking about it. it's being retweeted, and we're getting hyperlinked like crazy from lots of places because people are very passionate about this mytho this character this mythology and they're curious about Ben Affleck being cast as Batman and what yeah. it's like from the producer side you asked side him of- about that yeah and he had a very uh, Switzerland kind of response well I think that he flipped out initially too I mean this is what I read from him but he also trusts in the process and trusts in the decision making because he was you know, I mean, I, you can watch the clips for yourself, but he had, he's gone through this before with Heath Ledger as the Joker and Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah, but you know what the problem with Affleck is? Even with the cowl on, you look into his eyes, he's got scared eyes. Bale, there's not any fear in that guy's eyes. No. That guy scares me. He's American psycho. And Batman needs to scare you. You know? Yeah. That's what the Batman does. Now, I've been reading a lot about Batman. I've been reading this book, The Boy Who Loved Batman. I have a lot of respect for Michael Uslin and what he's accomplished in his career. This guy had a, a one-track, single-minded mind when it came to trying to uh, erase the legacy, the taint, the smell, the uh, the horribleness of the 1960s Batman with Adam West and the pow, bip, zap, whatever they used to do. Everything is relative, and though. And he wanted to uh, make a more realistic Batman. Yes, he did. And he, I, he didn't, you know, if you read the book, you'll learn that he also didn't like Michael Keaton and, and yeah. uh, Tim Burton's Batman. When they cast Michael Keaton, he said, oh, my God, what are you, you're going to cast this guy who's a comedian? Oh, he flipped out. And so did I when I when I heard about that casting, because by then I, you know, I was a full grown adult. And but when I was a kid, yeah, I loved the 60s Batman. I thought it was great. I thought it was you uh, like Adam West with his pot belly. He was very accessible and fun. And you the, you, there was an effervescent. Did you ever dance the Bat Tusi? Uh, I never did. Did no. you like Cesar Romero when he used to put the white Joker makeup over well, his I'll mustache? Well, t- I'll tell you this. I liked all of that stuff, but I've outgrown it. And so much to the 
fact to the point where I, I get excited when I see that there's now action figures and there's video game models of that era, but I don't collect them. I don't really care that much. Like, they're not the things that I want to put into my collection. I just, there is a sentimental element there, and I've met Adam West, and we interviewed him on the show a few years ago at Toy Fair, and that was a huge thrill. But I've outgrown it. I put it behind me. But as a kid, it was it was pretty phenomenal. It was a great way to be introduced to Batman because kids aren't ready for this, you know, guy that would break an arm in an interrogation, you know, they're not—they're not ready for a, a guy that will hang somebody upside down and until he pees himself and then gives up some information. He, who peed themselves? Well, like the Batman freaks the shit out of people. Do people to get pee stuff. in the Absolutely. books? Absolutely, people yeah. are peeing. D- dude, the books are horrendously violent. I mean, Joker is a, a, a murderous maniac, and he slices people ear to ear to, to put smiles in their necks. He rips skin off of people's faces. They have a character, I think it's named the Dollmaker, uh, that turns people into into sort of plastic dolls. And uh, th- There's all kinds of dismemberment and disfigurement and, and just disgusting David Cronenberg-type mutilation uh, happening from the psychos that have to out psycho Batman in the in the comics, and when you're a kid, you're not ready for that. You know, I don't care what kids are ready for or not. I'm a grown man. Yeah, well, I don't. It doesn't matter if the Us- we have a Batman who's accessible Usland to kids. was, uh, I think, approaching an adult when the Batman uh, series launched. He was still pretty young, fairly he's, young. He's about ten years older. Than but us. he was he was ready for it. I you know, and, but you know, honestly, the books weren't that dark then either. The books started to get lighter in the fifties. And they were because of the uh, comic book restrictions. Exactly, laws, the comics yeah. code stuff back then. They were really dark in the forties. Because I, I learned so much from from the read, reading amazing. this book. The, yeah, the, the boy incredible. who loved Batman is a terrific book. Can I do my uh, impression of you and Michael Uslan having a conversation? Yeah, go ahead. Now the nineteen forty-seven <laughs> Batman was actually analogous to the nineteen seventy-seven <laughs> Batman, and if you'll notice, the utility belt is actually borrowed from a nineteen fifty-two Batman. <laughs> this went on for half an hour. Well, Enzo, our cameraman, was standing there, and he got he got away. He got outside of earshot of you, and he's just like, "Fucking thirty minutes, my arm's falling off." <laughs> and you can it was watch just the, the whole, two of you going on and on, and on. on on camera. I don't get to talk bat stuff with anybody like that anywhere. You know, it was awesome for me. It was, know, that's the shit you know, I grew up on. I couldn't man. wait to meet him. And especially after reading the book, and the thing that I love about the the book is, I warned you guys. I in, said I'm not going to be able to shut okay. up talking with but him. But in the, I, I practically had to hit you both with blow darts that day to get you both to shut up. But I, the thing that I I love about the book is he had. People in Hollywood coming up to him yeah. saying, you are starting to get a reputation as being the crazy guy who's obsessed with Batman. Will you stop pitching your stupid yeah. Batman movie yeah, yeah, around yeah. Hollywood? You're yeah. embarrassing me as your friend. You're embarrassing yourself. I'm telling you as a friend. He's like, no, the hell with that. I want this back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with getting my Batman movie made. Nothing people would tell him. Even his own family, his father-in-law came to him and said, you have six months. Like, you're a family man now. you got to get your life together. You can't have this crazy dream of making your Batman movie your whole life. you got to grow up. And he st- he had six months to start making some, making some changes in his life, and he did. Yeah. He, like, every step of the way, when every hit a, an obstacle, 
or, or or a brick wall or something. He found a way through it or around it. He got this thing made. Like, well, you have to give him a lot of credit. That's the way you do it. I mean, yeah, you do it or you go crazy thinking about what if scenarios when you're an old person. What if we didn't have uh, the Tim Burton Batman movies? What if we didn't have the Nolan Batman movies? It would have eventually happened. Frank Miller, I, you know what, I'm not trying, trying to take any credit away from Michael because I think that he was the linchpin. He was the reason why a lot of this stuff happened but he also credits Tim Burton because Tim Burton changed everything and he said that once Tim wanted to do the film the Hollywood went oh okay you know which was nuts because he I, and I went into this in this interview so if you're uh, you're getting the Coles notes of it but I talked to him about Superman Superman was a massive success for Warner Brothers and DC but Warner Brothers only cared about Superman. They didn't care about any of the other characters that DC had. Mm-hmm. And that w- that they thought that it was all just frivolous and, and pointless, but Superman was worth something. That's why Warner Brothers bought DC Comics. And it seems insane, you know, because now, obviously, in retrospect, these characters are, each of them can be billion-dollar properties. I don't know. Shazam? <laughs> you hate Shazam. I love Lobo. Shazam. You want to make Lobo? I, I will be amazed when the Plastic Man film gets launched and gets announced. What about this Ant Man? Everyone's talking about Ant Man. Oh man, that is a risk. <laughs> I, I, that is a risk. It really. I mean, I, 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 I feel a little bit better about the concept there than even Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy will be a pretty cool. Uh, galactic outer space type thing, but what we saw at, at, as the teaser at the end of Thor was crazy. Uh, but Ant Man with Paul Rudd as our hero—that's a risk for sure. That's a risk. I, I but Edgar Wright did an amazing job with Scott Pilgrim, and I think he's going to be making a like a super fun film. I'm I'm actually glad that it's not uh, his usual, uh, you know, group. You know, it's not uh, what's his face uh, uh, that he Nick always Frost works with. And, uh, yeah, Nick Frost and. Uh, Oh my God, Scotty! What's his name? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I'm I, I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah. Oh, it's not. I have to Nothing. turn in my nerd card. Josh, you got anything? Simon Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah. Thank I'm, you, surpri- Josh. I'm surprised. Josh. I, I'm actually glad that he's not working with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I, I'm I'm glad that they're not. I mean, they might have cameos on the thing, but I I think that it's it's uh, Edgar Wright's an amazing director, and I want to see what else he can do with this. But I, I, I mean, how do you feel about Ant Man? How do you? I don't, I don't. I do not give a shit. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> do you think that it's it's a silly, frivolous thing yes, for Hollywood I, I think to do? This is, I think the. I think Are the we dan- cresting? The, yeah, the danger here is uh, is is I think you're going to get maybe one good superhero movie out of every three. Right. And the other ones, unless you're hardcore, you're not going to really be into them. You know, I I, I think that the, you know again looking back at the Nolan Batman movies, they were really special, transcendent moments that Two brought a, a lot of people to. Yeah, I know not, not the Dark Knight Rises, not the third so much. You go into your pit now, Mister Wayne. I'm trying to do Michael Caine. He's he's so. I, I don't want you to. I can't do it. I why it why for, are you trying to do Michael Caine? Because he he's got that breathy voice. I don't I don't want you to. I've what? watched many people die, Mister Wayne. Don't watch it. You can't send me away, Mr. Wayne. You can't send me away, Mr. Wayne. We have to work on that. No, you, oh my, why do we have to do voices? I I like Michael voices. I know, it's terrible. Why can't we just be? It's a fun game at home to play along with us as we do terrible impressions. Do you ever do voices in the shower? I do. I try, I I work on them at home in the bathroom. Yeah. That's where you workshop stuff? That is, yeah. I just sit there talking to myself. My daughter comes up and says, are you, you know, crazy? The other day I was doing the uh, I was doing uh, Billy Campbell and Helix and uh, <laughs> Doctor Hatake. <laughs> I was just doing them back and forth while I was feeding the cats. Hatake, <laughs> you promised me 
Hitaki, you promised that you'd show me this entire facility. Dr. Farragut, I have kept my promise. I have shown you every level of my facility. Hitaki, what are you trying to pull here? Oh, man. I'm, I'm digging that show. That show's good. Did you watch the latest episode? Yeah, it's I good. haven't watched it yet. It's so creepy. Don't spoil it for it's me. It's creepy. Hey, Paul, Paul Bettany is going to be the vision. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Do you know who that? Paul Bettany what is? What is the vision and who's Paul Bettany? <laughs> is, this a new, is this like Neil Young? Is he getting... What's, is he Paul Bettany to, is... Uh, he's, he's, a good, he's a great character actor. He, he's been in uh, Master and Commander. He was uh, in that Woody okay, Allen movie. What is the vision? Just go the vision fast. is an android who uh, is part of the Avengers. He's got red face. It's Jesus funny because DC and Marvel have the... They have like... Uh, uh, like opposite uh, mirror opposites of each other they have Red Tornado who is also an android also red and also part of the Justice League uh, but uh, the Vision is an android and because Paul Bettany has been the voice of Jarvis the AI component of Iron Man's armor okay. the speculation is that not only will Ultron which is the enemy in the, the Avengers sequel be based on Tony Stark technology but Jarvis evolves into this super heroic uh, buddy known as the Vision, which I think is actually great casting. I think that he's going to he's going to command that role very well. I, I glazed over good. about five minutes ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. But they're putting everything in, man. Marvel is throwing every damn thing out there, so it, it, it's going to be cool. I, I think there is a saturation point. Yeah. I hate to say it. I sat next to you during the Dark Knight Rises. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I, I hate it when I sit next to you and you're oh, excited and you sat next about to something. Me Green Lantern as well. Yeah, Green La- Lantern. I just <laughs> and the Lone Ranger. Your look of doing oh, well, Screw those. There's no, but the Lone Ranger people. was like the Adam West Batman for Usland because I liked. I love the Lone Ranger. I think he's a great character, and they made him a mockery in that last movie. That was so bad. I had no expectations. I. I, I but uh, it, it was really hard with The Dark Knight Rises. I remember at one point le- you leaning over to me going, where's Batman? I, I mean, that... I, and you seemed so confused and lost. And oh, yeah, I got I a little blanket and put it around your shoulders. I Josh, was, how, how, how long have we been going here? 24 minutes? I was so sad. I got about five more minutes. So oh, gotta, yeah, you got to go, go to, to the spark interviews. thing, yeah. All right, okay. You want to you wanna shit on uh, Monuments Man a little bit more, or do we say enough? Just don't go see it. It's awful. Just don't go see Monuments, man. Awful. Yeah, watch our review. It's, it airs today on Reviews on the Run and in EP Daily. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was a bad time. All right. Uh, we've been playing Lightning Returns. You're going to see the review pretty soon. But it's uh, good. Pretty fun. Yeah, we both enjoyed it. We just got uh, builds of the new uh, Castlevania. Yeah, I'm psyched We're about play that. that. I'm psyched about that. But the uh, the thing that I what? want to re-recommend. Who is 16 gig? No. Okay, what are you going to recommend? Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Okay, why? Um, Because we get to see and play so much, and uh, I downloaded Tomb Raider to my PS4 last night, and I was checking out the Lego movie game for a second. Why? You already had a copy of it. How many copies do you need? I have the two to check them Did you buy another copy? No, they sent us the code for it, but I... uh, I started playing it again on the PS4. I'm fin- I'm finished on the Xbox One a- again. So I've beat the game twice, and I started to play it a little bit more. And I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. The single player part of Tomb Raider, I've played it twice already, and I'm playing it on the PS4 again just to check it out again. And it's still. It's an amazing game. It's an amazing game. You know it's not my favorite game. Why do you keep bringing uh, it but up? But it's just so well made. I know that there's hard, you know, some 
some tough content in there. It's, and it's not tough, tough to content. watch Lara Croft. It's, it's and fetishized violence, I man. Know, I know. She suffers and endures things that no one else in video games suffers and endures. Well, we, I mean, we can't just put a protective little blanket around a, a female protagonist either. You no, know, I, dude, I, I so agree with that. There's so much violence against women I in know. the world every day, uh, perp- perpetrated in the in our very industry. I know. And I, but you know, and I don't know if this is a game that was made predominantly by ninety-five percent men. Well, that's that's the state of the industry. The I thi- know. The thing about I'm saying it this, doesn't sit right with me. This protagonist, though, is that she gives way more than she gets. You know, not like, really. She takes it out on these guys, yeah, and know. she becomes Rambo, which doesn't really make sense in a fictional truth standpoint but in terms of gameplay we've talked butter. about this before God, it's though. just we've, so fun to play this, this thing, seems though. pretty shallow in the wake of the last of yes. us we've said it over and over I, again I, it's so Her boobs are hanging out everywhere she's not a real person she so has an english addictive. accent so addictive we should ask for more from our video yes games. we should and yeah. hopefully the sequel kind of uh response to a lot of this stuff and matures and and uh recognizes that yeah, one make, her real, ca- make her a yeah. real make her a real person give yeah. her some flaws give her she doesn't, doesn't yeah get, right start there <laughs> jesus christ don't make her look like she's a supermodel yeah that's doing cartwheels through the woods I'm sick of this shit. Still, could not put it down. All right. Well, I you, love the damn your tolerance game. for that shit is much higher than mine is. All right. We need to press games. Okay. We need to ask them for more. We had a good fight about a movie today, but I don't want to spoil it. We're going to be uh, airing that pretty soon. You can tell them what it is. We don't have to tell who what side anybody was no, on. No, no, they'll know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they won't know. Yeah, they're going to know. Nah. All right. Uh, so, why, why you tease them like that? Well, it was good. It was a good fight. It was awesome. It was a good discussion. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there right. it is. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it. You got a split? Anything else you want to talk about? I'm tired. This is a week, right? Yeah. We don't normally record these on a Friday. We well, usually record them. Yeah, we do. Now, lately we Well, now we do, yeah. But we don't normally record the audio podcast on a Friday. And at the end of a week after we've done a, all this kind of shooting, it's been crazy. Oh! And you're not even done. You've got to go off and do more interviews. DLC right? for The Last of Us Coming. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. But that's going to have to wait till after Disneyland. All right. All right. Not for me. Yeah, you're, that's your weekend right there. Yeah, that's I'll your getaway. Just have the blanket over me and the blinds drawn. <laughs> yeah. Order some pizza. Well, have some fun while I'm away. And I will. Uh, and have some fun with your uh, with the rest of your Am week. Am I still going to be doing an EP while you're away? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll see you when I get back. Listen, have a great trip, okay? Thanks, brother. Take lots of photos. I will. You you never do that. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bastard. See see you next week. Thanks for listening. Are you going to say Stitcher or anything else? Stitcher. Okay, Stitcher. Okay. Tomb Raider rocks. (laughs) Okay.